Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Leading with Purpose podcast. Today is a very special day because we have a very special guest with us. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about unlocking abundance with Miss Brandy Ray. So let me tell you all a little bit about her. Brandy Ray is a wife and mother of two amazing children. She is an official court reporter by career, and she is also a speaker and the author of Pursuing Purpose in a Profitable Way Prayer Journey. Brandy is the owner and founder of Purpose Pursuerpreneur LLC, an online self-development agency that empowers women of faith to discover their purpose, pursue their purpose, and live out their purpose in a profitable way. Brandy Ray has dedicated her life to helping women overcome their self-limiting beliefs while unlocking the abundance that God has planned for them. I am super excited, y'all. Let's get into it. Welcome to Leading with Purpose, a podcast for career and entrepreneur women of color on the rise into positions of leadership and influence in their organizations and industries. I'm Dr. Wajita Small, Purpose Alignment Coach and Leadership Strategist, and I am here to help you create a legacy through purposeful and impactful leadership. All right. So welcome back again. I know I read our special guest, Brandy Ray's bio, but I want to give you all a backstory. So Brandy and I met on Instagram. Um, and that's a little strange for me because I'm really not on Instagram like that. But, you know, she what drew me to say, OK, let's get connected is that she actually had the word purpose in her profile. And y'all all know that I'm all about purpose, leading with purpose. This is the leading with purpose podcast. And so we talked about just kind of how we could connect and collaborate around purpose. And we had uh, I'll just say a call and we just started to just really just talk about what she does. And that's how we got to the topic of today's topic of unlocking abundance, which I am really super, super, super excited for us to talk about today. But before we get into the topic, I read her bio, but I do want to welcome Brandy again. And I want you, Brandy, to tell our listeners more about you. Okay. Thank you so much, first of all, for just having me on. I'm just excited to have this conversation with you. Uh, a little bit of a backstory about me. Uh, I recently started this new venture where I'm helping women of faith to, you know, discover their purpose and to just pursue that purpose. And the way that came about, I was talking to a friend of mine and we were talking about the way that her purpose could serve in this world. And I was just explaining to her that each and every one of us has this unique purpose that we were born with. And the longer that we take to begin to live out that purpose, the more people who are left out there waiting to receive the gift that we have and that we're expected mm -hmm. to share into this world. Uh, you know, there's so many people who need that encouragement or that advice or that guidance and us sitting on our purpose is leaving them hanging, basically. And so 
I started just really trying to help other women of faith to, you know, start to live out their purpose. And so many people like to focus on the money aspect of growth and living and life. But what I've come to realize is if we would focus more on pursuing our purpose, then those financial benefits would just flow to us so easily. And so yes. just empowering women yes. to, just, to shift that focus, you know, to stop feeling like we have to chase down this abundance and let the abundance chase us down. Yes, yes, wholeheartedly. Like y'all can't see me, but I am doing the snaps right now because <laughs> she is saying everything that we all need to hear. We should not be chasing it, right? And we need to focus on purpose. So our topic today, and thank you for that. Our topic today is unlocking abundance. And when you first started to talk about that, I was just like, wow. Okay. Like I had never thought about just kind of purpose and abundance and just really what are the things that are keeping us from having abundance, from living in abundance, from feeling abundant. So what, how do, how do we unlock our abundance? Well, we have to start out first of all, by knowing what our abundance is, you know, uh, it's really easy to, you know, throw around these cute little sayings, like unlock our abundance. But I really want people to understand that the first step is just identifying abundance. And so what does abundance mean to you? It's, you know, kind of cliche and people automatically assume that we're talking like about financial gain, but abundance means plentifulness, like to have more than enough of the things that we need. And so abundance can be for one person, peace, you know, they may be struggling with uh, self-esteem. They may need an abundance in esteem or, you know, there's so many areas of our life that we are lacking abundance in and just joy and you know, even our purpose, you know, we have an abundance of purpose and just accessing those things. And so once we identify what that abundance is and what it is that we're seeking, then we get to the point where we figure out about unlocking that abundance. And so the first question that came to mind is where is it locked up at? Yes. You know, what, you know, how do you know what, what to unlock if you don't mm-hmm. even know where it's locked at? And so uh, what I like to share is our abundance is locked up in our minds. That's that's where you have to know where to put the key in order to unlock it. And so it's our mindsets. It's our belief system. This is where our abundance is locked away. And so the goal is to help people to unlock those mindset uh, blocks, those limiting beliefs so that they can access and, you know, live on that, live in that abundance that's awaiting them. So, so I want to ask you, you said a couple of really, really powerful things. So it's locked up in our mind and it's, you know, really the, the mindset. And you talked about self-limiting beliefs. Can you talk a little more about where those beliefs may stem from and how do we start to kind of, I guess, what do we do or what are we doing that allows us to then internalize it and keep that locked up and prevent us from, you know, really being in abundance, whatever that abundance is, you know, finding our peace, improving our, 
esteem really figuring out what our purpose is? Right. So the way that the way that we develop these limiting beliefs and this lack of an abundant mindset is often by what we saw as we were growing, you know, what what brought us up and what we were able to witness. It's really hard to believe what you haven't seen. And so when you've been raised in a culture or a family environment that has made lack comfortable, it's really hard to be the one to step out in faith and bravery and and just say that there's more that I should have access to. There's more awaiting me. And then there are cultural hindrances that tell us that, you know, you should just be thankful for what you have or where you are. And so we uh, we limit ourselves to these small places. And once we start to acknowledge that the people that we see living in their abundance, there's nothing extraordinary about them that leads to that. They're ordinary people just like you and I, but they put forth extra intention and that's what made them extraordinary. And so you're just an ordinary person, but when you do extra work, that's when you, you that that's what gets you to that extraordinary life that we all seem to uh, be seeking and, you know, pursuing. All right. So two things that you just said that I want you to touch a little more on. The first is lack and how you know, we are kind of taught or brought up in ways that, you know, living in lack is kind of what we're supposed to do. We're not supposed to want more Mm -hmm. than what we have. And can you first talk more about the, the living in, in lack and just kind of what, what gets us there and what keeps us there? Mm-hmm. And then what just kind of blew my mind was what makes you extraordinary is the effort, extra effort, the extra attention that you, that you pay. It's not this big, grandiose, you know, astronomical existential thing. It's, right. it's putting in the, uh, an extra effort. Yes. That makes you extraordinary. So first let's talk about lack and then let's talk about, the extraordinary. Okay. So first of all, let's just be clear. Lack is different for everybody. You know, mm-hmm. what, what stage of lack you may be in falls into several different categories. Some people actually lack the ability to provide like the bare necessities. And that's one problem. But the people who I mostly, uh, interact with and have been coaching are not people who have lack in the sense of they're not able to make it day to day. These are people who are surviving off of just enough and, you know, the paycheck to paycheck mentality. And so that area of lack, it it gets comfortable. You know, I will tell you for myself, my position of lack was I have a decent income. My husband has a decent income and we have a decent living environment. But that was the extent of it. There was not an abundance to be able to do more than 
the, you know, the things that were required and necessary. And so when I started to acknowledge that we were living in lack, although for others looking from the outside in, they probably don't see lack, but we didn't have the ability to give in the way that we desired. You know, there would be, Mm -hmm. there would be things that would come up and we would desire to be able to do more and give more or just the ability to give our kids more experiences, you know, Mm -hmm. when it came to travel and seeing the world and exposing them to the greatness that this world has to offer, lack held us back. And so that's when I realized that it, it doesn't matter that other people may not agree that I'm living in lack. If I decide that where I am and what I have is lack to me, then it's my responsibility to figure out what's causing me to uh, to lack those things and mm-hmm. the ability to, you know, to do more. And so that's what inspired me to start to pursue my own abundance. But at the same time, I'll have this constant pull that I can't just do it for me. I have to make this impact on as many people as I can because we have the potential to change the world if we were to really live in this abundance that God had planned for us. Mm -hmm. And so you know, just, you know, just seeing the needs of the people around me and just knowing that there are people who have the desire to fulfill those needs, but they lack the ability to. And so that's where that lack uh, is holding us back. And so just Mm. really wanting to help people to overcome that lack mindset and to realize that that is not the end goal. That is not the that is not where you have to stay forever. If you yeah. make a choice, you know, to change that. Now that, that, that is just sitting with me because when you said that your lack may be different from someone else's lack and that someone from the outside may not see you living as lack, but you know, that's what it is for yourself resonated mm-hmm. for me because I was recently, recently had a conversation with my mom and we were talking about just kind of schools. So like my nephew is about to go to school and we were looking at just like kind of what the best schools would be in the area for him. And just, Mm -hmm. you know, where they live, it's not the best schools publicly, publicly, public school. So I was like, okay, well maybe we might want to consider private school. And we were talking about the cost and it was just kind of like, well, I don't, I don't think that's too much. Like right. for me, for me, that would be, that would be an abundance, but for someone else, they may be lacking in that area or even just the mindset of under understanding that having that education or that type of education is going to be better for um, their child. And just for me on the other side, not thinking of, I guess, perhaps thinking of my own abundance and how mm-hmm. I think about things saying, well, how come they don't think about this too? But for me, that's an abundance and maybe they right. haven't gotten there yet. So I just, right. that really, cause literally we just had this conversation, uh, yesterday about that. And, you know, me, I've tried to get into that abundance mindset. And my husband and I were just where you and your husband were just kind of like, we're, we're living, 
Like right. we, we have, we have, a, we have a decent income. We, mm-hmm. you know, we can afford to live in our house and buy groceries and, you know, we're not starving, but it's like, we, we can't do those other things that will allow us to have more fulfilled lives. Mm-hmm. And that's because what we've been taught is kind of like, as long as you have a roof over your head and food in your mouth, you don't need anything else. But that's not true because if I want to be fulfilled in, and when I think about my own fulfillment and what I value, it's more than just having a roof over my head and food in my mouth. It is having those experiences. It is having those interactions with people. It is being able to, to give from wherever I can to give more, to be more. And, you know, I too know that if, if I share my gift, I can change the world and abundance is being able to share that gift. So that just kind of, it took me back to my conversation yesterday and just really had me reflecting in this moment about my own thoughts and how I've been brought up and just the idea of what lack, you know, was for me and for my family and how, you know, what abundance looks like for me and how Mm -hmm. I can start to really get into that mindset and build so that I am living in abundance the way I see abundance for me. Right. And that's when we begin to unlock that abundance. Once we start to visualize it in our minds and we start to allow ourselves to see things that we don't yet see, that's when that key starts to turn that abundance and unlock it. So Absolutely. Absolutely. So now can you talk about just kind of, so I, a little more about what that is like for people and in particular, how you help people get to a space, a mindset where they are starting to think about abundance. What are some of the methods that you use to get people like me out of the well, as long as I have a roof over my head and food in my, you know, food in my stomach, I'm good. Right. So uh, in my business, I offer uh, one-on-one coaching. I have like one hour coaching sessions. I have a client, a few clients that are doing like a 30-day coaching. And I also offer 90-day coaching, which is a lot more extensive. And those are, those are for people who are really looking to, by the end of our time together, have something tangible to show for, you know, as far as their growth. But what I do in my coaching is, first of all, I give people a safe place to dream because it's it's really intimidating to be in an environment where there are no dreamers and you have a dream. Yeah. It it quenches your ability to fully visualize these things when nobody around you has that same and similar mindset. And so in this place where I work with my clients, I talk about my dreams and I dream big. I'm, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm brave with it. I dream big and I am shameless when it comes to the things that I see for myself and my family. And so once I open up that conversation, that gives them the comfort level that I'm talking to a dreamer. So it's okay for me to dream as well. And so that's where we start out making sure they're comfortable with fully discussing and, you know, digesting their dreams. And then I challenge them to dream bigger. So we start out with, let's just get you started dreaming. And then I 
acknowledge the fact that even when we first start out, we're going to really start small. We're going to play it small. And so I'm always reminded of if you shoot for the moon, you're at least you'll land among the stars. And so it's like, even if your dream is like something that is near about not attainable, if you're shooting that high, imagine where you're going to land. And so uh, I really work with just, you know, the freedom to, to believe those things. And then I've developed a framework. I, I operate really well with acronyms. So most of the things that I teach, there's usually an acronym. Mm-hmm. And so I've developed this framework that, you know, whether it's a one hour, 30 day, 90 day, I use the exact same framework and I just have to minimize it if it's a smaller coaching session and I, I'm able to really stretch it out if it's a more in-depth. But I use the exact same framework and it it just breaks down each level of the mindsets that are holding us back. And mm-hmm. so. I give, like I said, I give them that safe place to be able to have the conversations and then I challenge them to identify the areas where they're holding themselves back. And then I I call them to action. You know, we develop a system of action steps that are right now attainable, right now doable, and I want to see them done. And so that's pretty much how I've been helping and assisting others, you know, to unlock their abundance and overcome those mindsets. And like I said, just give them the comfort level to know that it's okay to dream and going back to the extraordinary that the people that you see doing all these great things. And I I always like to get them to acknowledge and identify somebody who's living the life of their dreams, because we sometimes think of that as jealousy, but I tell people all the time, anytime I feel like I'm jealous of somebody I remind myself that's just my spirit connecting with their spirit and my purpose lining up with their purpose. I like and that. I I'm not like jealous that I'm not jealous of anyone. It's just a it's just God's way of reminding me of my purpose. And so I love that. I get them to identify someone who uh they may have once thought they were jealous of, and then we redirect that thought to realize no, they're they're just doing the thing that you desire to do in life. And so uh yeah, that's that's kind of what I've been doing and working with women to just unlock this abundance. Let's go get it. I love that. So I want to take us back um, to dreaming mm-hmm. really quickly and why it's important to dream. And, you know, for me, that dream is is visualizing mm-hmm. where it is that I would like to to go. I have this habit when I'm getting into a space that's not necessarily a good space where I get, get into a lack, (laughs) a lack mindset. Mm -hmm. I have this, sometimes it's a good habit. Sometimes it's a bad habit because my daydreams can just, I can just not be here. Right. Um, And I will just sit there and daydream and will consciously visualize what it is that I want, whether it's something that I want to have, something that I want to do, how I would like to see my life, whether it's now or in the future, I will make a very conscious effort to create that visualization. Mm-hmm. And it has it has worked for me in being able to get some of the abundance that you know, I had, like, I've literally always wanted, uh, 
like an old style colonial house. Right. I've always visualized like my the front of my house with like the columns. And I used to live in the city. And every time I had to drive for a little further north toward the suburbs to like do things, they have like the movie theaters and stuff. I would always take the same route because there was this house that mm-hmm. was like my dream house. And to the point that you made about kind of like jealousy in my head, it was like I was always like, <sighs> Whoever's living in that house is so lucky. I want to be whoever's living in that house. And this was literally for years. I would always pass. And every time I was a passenger in somebody's car, every time we passed the house, I'd be like, look, that's my dream. That's my dream house. Mm -hmm. And recently, last year, I was able to get my dream house. It literally is the same look and feel. It has the columns in the front, um, just the style. And, you know, I've always had this, like, you know, I've always wanted a formal dining room. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's because I never had a formal dining room, but I like the idea of having just a space outside of the noise of the kitchen where you can sit Mm -hmm. and talk and have fun. And I would see people that in movies and things that had formal dining rooms, little things like that. It's kind of like, I wish I had that. I wish I had that. I was like, whoever it is, is so lucky. And you know, you would, I would jokingly say, and sometimes not jokingly say, I'm so jealous Jealous. Mm -hmm. of this person, or I'm so jealous that they have this. And the fact that you say it's not jealousy and that you want what they have, it's that alignment, your spirit aligning with theirs to say, you know what, this is the direction that I would like to, to go. I I want Mm -hmm. something like, I don't want what you have. I want something like this for me. Yes. Um, so that just blew my mind. It was like, wait, like I literally have, have done that. And that is so important. And when you think about the, the lack mindset that you talk about, as I start to process that part of that is being told that you shouldn't dream. Mm -hmm. Like not only do you see, do you see lack? So you think that's okay. Or you're told that the bare minimum is what you should covet or what's acceptable. In some cases we are told that we shouldn't dream about having anything more. How do you help someone who's literally been told, well, you shouldn't even think about having something like that because that's never going to happen. Like, of course, you know, that's because that's their lack mindset. They never thought that they could have it. So they're telling you you Mm -hmm. can't. But a lot of those things can really be ingrained in us. And when you come from a place of lack, right, and you have those people's projecting their own kind of lack mindset on you. And this can be close people that really have an impact. How do you help people get out of that space? Because if, you know, 40 years of my life, I've been told, yeah, you can't have that or that's unattainable for you because it was unattainable for me. How do you get past that? And then how do you deal with the same types of people who have that light lack mindset being in your space of abundance. So, uh, for, for one thing I have children. And so I often use the example of, I made the decision that 
I get up every day and I try to teach my kids that abundance is possible for them. And that, you know, we tell our kids, we hear it all the time, you know, you can be anything that you want to be, you can, you know, do anything that you want to do. But we've also heard that our kids are going to do what we do, not what we say. Yes. And so I decided that it was my responsibility because this lack mindset comes from what we've seen, what we've experienced, what we've been exposed to. And I was raised by a single mother who worked extremely hard, fell perfectly into that middle-class category where she made too much money for any assistance and not enough money to really yes. be able to you know, live in abundance. Mm-hmm. And so that was my experience growing up. And so, I mean, you're talking about proud of my mom. I had this badge of honor that if you work hard, you can take care of your family. And that's all that matters. You show up to work as often as they need you and you work hard because that's what I saw. Yep. But I also saw uh, a time where, you know, she was trying to get a vehicle and the process of the banks, you know, denying her because of, you know, where she fell in the financial category. I'm like, here you have this hardworking woman raising three kids by herself and, she's getting denied for things that are necessities and it's not because she doesn't deserve it. (laughs) It's just because of, you know, where she is in life. And so when I began to be a parent and a wife and a mother, I had the same kind of mindset. You show up, you work hard and you just, you earn that paycheck and you're able to provide. But then I started to realize that I wanted my kids to experience more than that. And so that's when I realized that it doesn't matter how many generations repeated that cycle. Somebody has to break it. Somebody has to decide the acceptance of lack ends here. The next generation after me is going to see what abundance looks like. It's going to give them the courage to believe in abundance. And so for those people who have actually been told that, you know, lack is where they should be comfortable and that they shouldn't pursue anything else because it's not possible. It's a really, it's really a personal thing that they're going to have to work through because they're going to have to make it up in their minds that they don't believe that. They're going to have to, one of the ways that I uh, encourage people to do this is to guard what you hear, guard what you see. We have the ability to control the things that we take in. And so if that means that you are constantly listening to it, I mean, this is me, you're constantly finding motivational, inspiring things to listen to. You know, you're constantly signing up for conferences where you're around people with abundant mindsets. You have to get yourself in the room or in the hearing of something besides what you've always heard. Mm -hmm. And once you start to take that in, those positive affirmations will begin to erase those negative things that have been spoken over you, you know, for most of your life usually. And then the the next thing that you asked about what happens once you develop this abundant mindset and you're still around people with the smaller mindsets or the lack uh, mindset, you just have to be brave enough to if they're going to have to be around you, because a lot of times it may be family and maybe friends mm-hmm. and you're still going to be in that environment, you just have to make up in your mind. And I had wrote this down. Once you unlock that abundance, you have to throw away the key. There is no more going back. You have to just have a determination that 
You're not going back to that small place. You're not going to allow anything around you. One of my favorite things that I tell my husband dealing with like, just, you know, dealing with people in general is Mm -hmm. it's not the water around the boat that sinks it. It's the water that gets in the boat that sinks it. And so I love that a boat can stay above water all day as long as the water stays on the outside. But if for some reason something happens and that water starts to take, I mean, that boat starts to take water in, that's what sinks it. And that's the same way that we are. So you can be around the small minded people as long as you keep them out of your personal mindset and thoughts and space. But if you start to allow those negative and limiting beliefs to Mm -hmm. come inside, that's what's going to sink you back to that place of lack. I love that. I love that. And thank you so much. Like your wisdom, my mind, like I'm just literally thinking to myself and all of the things that I still need to do to kind of unlock it. I think, I think I have the key in there, right. Mm -hmm. And I've turned the key, but I haven't exactly unlocked it just yet. So Mm -hmm. I want to ask you as my final question, give us what you would consider the most, the three most important actions that we can take to unlock abundance for ourselves. Okay. My favorite scripture is in Habakkuk. I want to say three and two. And it says, write the vision and make it plain. And so that is always my first point of action write it down. And I am a pen to paper, old school kind of girl. Like I like to see, if you see my desk right now, like Mm -hmm. the notes and I mean, I I take notes in my phone if I have to, if I'm on the go, but I am a pen to paper kind of note taker, write the vision, put it somewhere where you can see it as a constant reminder. And when I say vision, I mean the biggest visualization for your life that you can come up with, write it down. That's the first step. The next step is do the extra. You're an ordinary person that could live an extraordinary life if you do the extra. So doing the extra means if it's something, I have women who are wanting to, you know, do the college route. I have entrepreneur mindset. It doesn't matter which space that you fall in. It's going to take work. And the first part, the first step to doing that work is to figuring out what work is required. So whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish or whatever it is that you visualize, you have to identify the steps that it's going to take to get there. So write the vision, identify the steps that it's going to take for you to get there. And then daily, just start doing the steps. And when you talked about dreaming and the daydreaming, I wanted to share with you this, uh, when I lay in bed every night before I go to sleep, I visual I visualize my tomorrow. Mm. I'm a to-do list kind of person. Like I said, pen to paper to-do list. Old school. I the the feeling of marking things off as they're done just it's like coffee to me. But before I even get to my to-do list the next day, I'm visualizing myself doing them before I go to bed at night. And it's something about visualizing those things before I go to sleep at night that wakes me up the next morning 
on fire and ready yeah, to that gets you to excited get to do it yes mm-hmm. i love yeah. that all right so three steps write the vision do the extra take the action did That's I get it. that right? I That's love it. that. I love that. This has been absolutely amazing. I want everyone to connect with you. So tell us where they can find you, how they can connect with you, how they can follow you, how they can work with you, all the things you. Okay. So once again, I'm Brandy Ray. Uh, my website, if you are interested in any coaching or I have like a 15 minute, that's a free consultation that you are welcome to book at any time. That site is brandyray.online. So that's B-R-A-N-D-I-R-A-Y.online. And you can access all of those things. Uh, I'm on Instagram at, at Mrs. Ray 08, all lowercase M-R-S-R-A-Y, the number 08 on Instagram. And, oh, Purpose Pursuerpreneur Podcast. So, yes, I only, hello. <laughs> I had to write it down because I'm only two episodes <laughs> in. <laughs> I said, I'm going to forget to say it. So that's what I'm looking down at my notes. I told y'all I'm a note taker. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, on podcasts, all of the streaming uh, podcast sites, it's Purpose Pursuerpreneur Podcast. And so, yeah, that's where you can find me and follow me. And I would love to connect. Thank you. And all of these will be linked in the show notes. I am so grateful for having Brandy as a guest on our Leading with Purpose podcast. This has been absolutely amazing. Thank you so much, Brandy, for gracing us with your presence and your time and your wisdom. This has been absolutely awesome. And we will catch you all next time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. It has been great sharing this space with you. I hope that you have taken what you've needed so you can share what you've learned and that you are on your way to living, learning, and leading with purpose. I encourage you to stay connected with me. Please remember to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. You can also follow us on Instagram at Leading with Purpose Podcast. And don't forget to visit my website, www www.wajitasmall.com where you can subscribe to my mailing list. Till next time.